COVID, how you doing? G'day, mate. You remember Bruce Lee? G'day. Oh, Bruce, yeah, Bruce? mate? Yeah, oh, g'day, yeah, mate. You income, the, mate? Uh, Bruce, he came in the shed a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Fed income, mate. Anyway, there's a, have you heard about the Aussie vaccine? I haven't, no. Tell me about the Aussie vaccine. Okay, so um, we've had we've heard a lot about European and American vaccines, a bit about Russian ones. And yeah. a few rumours of French ones and other countries' vaccines. But the Australians have been trying to make a vaccine as well. They, they're dealing with COVID a lot better than us because, well, they they did a lot of suppression and they stopped people coming in and out of the country. So they've got very low they've rates. Got, so they've they got, got far fewer people as well and lots of space, which also helps. Uh, in the cities, they've got quite dense populations. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, certainly in the – I mean, if, you, if you're living in Dingo in the middle of the outback <laughs> and it's just you <laughs> and your kangaroo, then, yeah. You you're probably good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about the transmission amongst the marsupial <laughs> population, but I think you'd be yeah. all right, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so there is, um, they've been working on it in Australia and they, they, they've suppressed the virus largely. So they've been going about, they've been going to sporting events and all kinds of stuff. Going no. out the pub, mate, the boozer, <laughs> drinking a pint of a schooner, a schooner or two, you know, <laughs> things like that. That's what they've been doing. So they've been having a good time while we've been in the cold winter misery dealing with not being able to go to the pub because people have to go inside and pass them by. So anyway, I'm, I'm kind of rambling on. Yeah, Australia are having the summer of their lives. They don't have to worry about horrible British tourists coming over and picking exactly. their fruit oh, for them. Lovely times. Anyway, yeah. the University of Queensland has been developing a vaccine with a company called CSL, which is a PLC company in, in Australia. Uh-huh. And um, today, so this is Friday the 11th of December, it turned out that a bad thing happened. Uh-oh. Was that the bad? Not thing? like a really bad thing. Well, this is quite no. an interesting vaccine because if we've talked about the other ones before, we've talked about RNA vaccines. So, yeah. regular listeners will remember this is a piece of code, nucleic acid, like DNA, yeah. not quite DNA, RNA, which you inject into your muscles. Then your own cells read that instruction and pump out virus protein, mm-hmm. harmless protein, into your blood, and then your immune system recognizes it. And then the uh, Oxford vaccine is a a chimp cold virus which monkey poo monkey poo poo virus yeah monkey poo virus which infects you and then the virus propagates and churns out stuff older viruses traditional viruses often use dead viruses you grow the viruses in eggs and things like that and you kill the virus you inject that you get the immune response to the dead virus there's all kinds of ways this australian vaccine is based on making a protein so artificially making a protein in a dish in the lab and the protein is based on the spike protein, our old friend, the spike protein. What's the spike yeah. protein, Steve? The spike protein is the bit, the, the bit of the coronavirus that interacts with the receptors on our epithelial cells. Is that right, Nick? That's a bit jargon heavy, yeah. But it's a receptor that sticks out of our cells, and it's like a. That's flag. exactly what I said. It's a flag, <laughs> and some of our cells in our body, like lung cells, can recognise um, the virus, recognises it, and so it infects them. So basically, that's the story. 
So the spike protein is kind of the main flag that the virus has. And that's usually the thing on a virus. These kinds of proteins which enable entry into our own cells are the things which our immune system raises antibodies against. So all of these and these vaccines are based on trying to produce these spike proteins. This Australian vaccine was a spike protein. But the problem is these spike proteins, they're kind of a bit wibbly wobbly. They're a bit unstable. Ah, okay. so, so, so hang on a sec. So the idea is that they'd make the protein. So, so in the in the in, in the monkey poo vaccine and in the RNA vaccines, we're giving them the instructions to make this spike protein. But in this case, in the Australia vaccine, and you're actually just you you would just be injecting the the spike protein, so the bit of the virus that that um uh, that, that interacts with our cells. Is that right? Yeah, you make it in the lab first. Right. So it's not so like it's, it's, like like in... it's not like throwing in a corpse of a of a virus. It's actually no. just a, an engineered bit of the virus that you inject. Right. Totally harmless. It's just a piece of protein. Anyway, the problem is they're wibbly wobbly because they're designed to be wibbly wobbly so that they, when they engage, there's a change and they can get inside the cells. But the problem is because they're wibbly wobbly, they're a bit unstable. So they, the immune response is not that great to them. Oh, what do you mean when you say they're wibbly wobbly? They're kind of like the proteins are all got hinges and things in them. So a protein is like a kind of blob, very, very tiny blob that has a shape, right? A three dimensional shape. And a lot of proteins are shapes. It's if you look at some proteins under a, a very strong microscope like an electron microscope they have a you know they look like rope like collagen looks like a rope you know the yeah. shape kind of infers what it does these virus proteins they've got specific shapes which just enable them to plug into a specific socket right so that's all mm. that they need to do you can't really in you know, you know the, the shape is kind of like i wouldn't say trivial but it's it doesn't you wouldn't guess what it is from just looking at it but anyway in these viral proteins the shape of the protein is not stable. It wobbles around. It's like got wobbly bits on it. So what that means is it's difficult to get consistent immune responses to it. So what these Australian guys, people did, this team did, is they put a bit from the HIV virus, which is kind of like stabilizes it. It's quite cool how it works because the actual... So spike it's like trying to put a, a key made of jelly into a lock and it's all That's wobbling thing, yeah the jelly the wibbly wobbly jelly and your antibody it's constantly changing so your body doesn't really have a good chance to raise immune response and it falls apart too quickly that sort of thing anyway this this is called a, it's called a molecular clamp this piece of the hiv virus you can get them from different viruses because all viruses have things in common this particular part of the virus you can transfer it from one virus to another and this particular part of the hiv virus you can put on the end of the COVID spike protein and it makes it rigid. It stabilizes it. All right. Imagine if you've got three balloons on three pieces of string and they're wobbling around. And then imagine yeah. with your fingers, you run your fingers right to the end along the string. So you bunch them together and all the balloons will fit rigidly together. Can you kind of picture that? I can kind of understand that. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it does. And that's actually what the picture looks like. So it does something very, very similar to that. So, it sort of wraps up so all of those... And so the and so the sorry so that's to clamp the the purified protein of the S two before you inject it. So yeah, you're, yeah. you'd be injecting the clamp as well into people. Well, what you do is you get some cells, some friends of yours, some cells which you grow in the dish, and you engineer those cells so they produce this protein which already has the clamp in it. Ah, uh, so you made a different so you made a different key out of jelly. It's like basically. an engineered protein. Yeah. So it's got the right bit of the the end bit of the the spike protein, but the mm. other bit is from HIV. 
Okay. What do you think will be the problem with using that protein in people as a vaccine? What would be the problem? Um, well, I suppose then you might end up developing an immunity against the HIV bit of the vaccine of the protein. Yeah, you raise antibodies yeah. to HIV. So people, if they go for an HIV test, they will test positive. For <laughs> and I would have think, I initially I'd think, well, that's not, you know, that's just a thing. You know, you haven't actually had HIV, but you test positive because you've got a bit, a bit of the HIV virus. Yeah. But apparently that's that's big enough to throw it out the window. So they did a phase one trial. They found people were immune with it, had it had these antibodies to HIV. And here we knew that it was likely to work. This is what the lead researcher said about it. Um, no, this is actually what Brendan Murphy, so he's a politician in Australia, said it was likely mm. to work, but we knew that we didn't want to have any issues with confidence. And this false positive test for HIV may have caused confusion and lack of confidence. So it's just based that on people's nuts. perception of it. That, that is totally nuts. <laughs> Anyway, so um, yeah, just because, that's, men, uh, just because people would have to have difficult conversations with their wives or something. Is that like what's the, like? I, I think so. I don't. I mean, I have tried to think through what other problems might be with it. Maybe there's some problems with insurance and stuff, and distinguishing whether people have had HIV or they haven't. So if you've had the vaccine, you've got HIV antibodies. You can't distinguish that person from someone who's genuinely had HIV. So maybe that has implications for... Oh, you've got, you've got good AIDS, not bad AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, so the bottom line is that that has been thrown out the window and uh, they, they thought about going back to the drawing board, but because it would take 12 months to sort of do it, they've just given up. They've just chucked in the towel. Do you know what? That's really depressing because it's not. there's no... Say for the sake of argument, it would work brilliantly. I mean, it's fantastic. We've got other vaccines that are working in different ways, so we don't necessarily need it, but... You know, it's worrying that you know if it's if it's a kind of political reason. If there was a scientific one, I mean, I mean, okay, but then it, would there be a say they say they engineered it from a different disease, right? So they used I don't know, uh, you know, a, a different virus, you well, know, influenza. There's another one. There's another one in respiratory syncytial virus that's been used before. But it's just not as good. The HIV one is just like it's the money. It's called right. one. It's the money. So it's a real shame. I mean, I feel sorry for Paul Young. So he's the co-lead. And he said he described the decision as devastating after 11 months <laughs> of living and breathing this project. Mate, I know how you failed on that. <laughs>